Welcome to the Roll Bama Roll podcast. I'm Wesley Gullett. As always, I'll be joined by Brad Canning. Brad, we have some news. Yeah, Season been on it. Yeah, we have for a long time now. I thought it was never going <laughs> to actually happen. <laughs> Season four of QB1 on Netflix will be released on December 13th. It features Alabama quarterback Bryce Young during his senior season and the Roll Bama Roll podcast. We'll be making a small appearance on the show. Now we're not only have an accolade for being the worst podcast on Reddit, but also <laughs> we now have an accolade of being cited and credited <laughs> on well, Netflix. We, like we got the J.D. Davison commitment video. Yeah. And, and now this, we are, we're inching our way to stardom. I mean, so. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to start swatting them off. So. <laughs> have you actually watched any of the first three seasons? Oh, they were far yeah. better than I thought they would be. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what I expected. I thought it'd be just some type of spin, you know, to try to compete with uh, uh, Friday Night. No, not, uh, what's the other show? Uh, the uh, Juco show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Last Chance You. Yeah, Last Chance You, but, you know, in a high school sense. But no, uh, I, I really liked it, especially the first season. They came right out the gate, and it was damn good content. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's actually a show that I watched before I knew that we would be a part of it. Which, you know, they've had Justin Fields, Jake Fromm, Spencer Rattler, several notable names in college football now. And from what I understand, this season will feature, of course, Bryce Young but also Anthony Richardson, the freshman at Florida, and Carson Beck, the freshman at Georgia, who was a one-time Alabama commitment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of uh, SEC flavor this season. Go figure. But my favorite part, and then we'll wrap this up, but my favorite part in all of this is right after we signed the release, I acted like like I just signed a contract with DC to play Batman or something. Mm -hmm. Like, Like I would literally, I would look at my girlfriend and be like, I can't believe how lucky you are to be <laughs> dating a Netflix star. <laughs> like I spent at least a full month annoying her, and I am I am definitely starting that back up on the thirteenth. Can't wait. Yeah, can't relate. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's all right. I'm just uh, I'll hang that on the wall. Yeah, December thirteenth, QB one Netflix. You will hear about five total seconds of our voices. So moving on, Kyra Lewis Wednesday night went thirteenth overall in the NBA draft. He will be playing in New Orleans with Zion Williamson. So as a Knicks fan, I have not had a reason to be excited about the NBA for about two full decades now. This is really the first time in a long time that I, I've been genuinely excited to watch one specific team. Man, I, I get a lot of like an Atlanta Braves vibe coming off of you right now. You know, like you just you're excited <laughs> and you just can't wait to be hurt. <laughs> hey, look. Okay, so I looked forward to watching Colin Sexton play when he was drafted, but oh, yeah. but not so much the Cavs. Like I knew that was going to be a bad team. This is different. This is a, this is a team with a chance, and it's such a perfect fit. Can you imagine Kyra Lewis's speed and Zion Williamson's just just overall athleticism oh, running the yeah. floor together? Dude, that's I mean that's going to be showtime there. I mean that's uh, it's going to be electric, uh, and it's in the perfect city too. If COVID ever gets fixed. <laughs> yeah. So you have to think that's exactly what the Pelicans front office is imagining too. the yeah. fa- the fastest player in the draft pair him with one of the biggest, like the biggest athletic anomalies on earth and just let them run. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, it's going to be, I'm so happy for Kyra, man. I mean, if anyone earned it, this son going to earned it. I'll tell you, I met Kyra's parents on a, 
my flight back from Battle for Atlantis. We were on the same flight together. His mom sought me out because I had an Alabama shirt on. And and we, we just had this long conversation. And she was like, well, you know, my son plays. <laughs> he plays for the team. And I was as soon as she said it, I knew exactly who her son is because they look like twins. But, you know, I was like, who, who's your son? And she goes, number two. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so the dude that's going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. yeah. So, but she was like super personable. Uh, his dad was super personable. That Like they just really seemed like good people. So, and you, you know who benefits the most from this? Huh. Besides, besides Kyra and his, <laughs> his $17 million contract. It's a goat. Yeah. Nate Oates. Nate Goats. Yeah. I mean, they, this guy, he could fall out of a boat and hit water. That's no doubt about that. He cannot <laughs> strike out in the last calendar year. Well, I mean, I, I choose to not remember the injuries. But, my God, I mean, to have everything that's never really gone right consistently for any coach in recent years, he is doing a hell of a job. He's, it's like reverse voodooism. They convinced Kyra to take his name out of the transfer portal hmm. when they got the job. Kyra thrived in their system, and he played his way to becoming a lottery pick. You you think got guys like J.D. Davison and the point guards following following Kyra and now Javon Quinterly, you think they don't know that? You think that's not going to come up every time Nate Oates is in a living room or on a Zoom call with As a guard? If he was having a hard enough challenge every time he went to a living room via Zoom yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I, I really I think Wednesday night was such a huge step in convincing future highly ranked guards to choose Alabama because it's more than just talk now. Especially now, J.D., you know, taking over. Yeah, there's something tangible there, and and there's going to be more evidence maybe after this year with somebody like Primo uh, or or Quinterly maybe has a great year, but especially after J.D. Davison, that's going to be multiple times where they have lottery picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is going to be the equivalent of a an Alabama running back to be a fog in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just it's the next big talent up, and this is exactly what Alabama has lacked. I mean, among others, but is consistent talent at that position. And look, I mean, it, this is happening after already landing somebody of the caliber like J.D. Davidson, like Primo. It's incredible to think that it's even harder to say no now because the the momentum to this, this hype that's going to come to Alabama, we haven't had that type of hype in any sport since Nick Saban was hired. There's just, that's it. And it's going to get out of hand and I'm here for it. Yeah. People are excited. And, and Brad, the, the Alabama basketball season starts hopefully next Wednesday at home against Jacksonville state. Uh, I know they lost Alex Shiku for the season, but this, this is still the deepest roster on paper for Alabama in recent mister or in recent memory. Are you in the same boat with me and the thought that this team should make the tournament? They should be an eight seed or better, and anything less, barring another season full of injuries like last year, will feel like a disappointment. Well, without question. And it's fair to expect that too. Yeah, it is. I yeah. A hundred percent that should be the expectation of everybody that follows this team. Yep. And it's, it feels like such a big opportunity to build on the momentum, like we were talking about, that they have on the recruiting trail. Kyra was a lottery pick. J.D. Davison's going to be a lottery pick, in my opinion. Guys like Josh Primo have a chance to be first-rounders. John Petty has a chance to be drafted. There's a couple of others that have a realistic chance, and it just feels like 
the time to solidify yourself and your program if you're Nate Oates. What is it that attracts people to play at Cal? It's it's to be a part of something with other talent, to not expect to, you know, play for four years and to play be electric, be fast, score a lot of points, have a chance to win. How the hell is this any different? Yeah, it's it's really not. I mean, this is it's an NBA system. It's fun to play in. Shoot as much as you want. Run and gun. Uh, I I don't see how it wouldn't be attractive, especially to a guard or uh, you know a forward or center that can shoot the three. Yeah, it, it, it has to be it has to be attractive when you are when you're watching it play out, and then you see some of this stuff come to fruition now. But yeah. anyways, all right, Kyle Trask. We're moving on to football. Is starting to get a lot of Heisman love. I'm now seeing Mac Jones listed as second on a lot of these lists behind Trask. I can't lie. I'm I'm salty about I'm bitter. Really? I don't like it. I'm actually happy Mac is coming off, you know, that first place uh projection right now based on whatever, you know, FPI, Heisman PI thing ESPN's created now. It's I don't know, man. I I just always have a weird feeling about mid season accolades or attention more than what's deserving because it doesn't matter right now. And Max in such a zone, I don't think it would ever mess with him. But, dude, it's just one of those things. At some point, you have to acknowledge it. I don't care how you're built. Yeah. So you think, like, scaling that back one spot maybe will give him a little bit of an edge? Yeah, you know, it's no different than, yeah, let's sneak in the playoffs. Put us in number four. No one's thinking about us. You know, yeah. that type of mentality. You remember, I wanted Florida to beat Georgia. So Alabama had a chance to beat 11 different conference opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that SEC championship... That might have a lot more on the line than just that in a trophy. Hey, I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't care if, if Trask is above average good or he's elite. He's going to put some numbers up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going <laughs> to score. Yeah. Uh, we we are definitely uh, – the plane's leaving Hartsville, but there's one there's one pack that's going to be left behind. There's no doubt. <laughs> if, if, all right, let's just say both quarterbacks stay one and two on these lists and one shows up, plays out of their mind, and their team wins that game – there's a chance that game determines the Heisman yep. winner no, as well. So, so we may have one single game that de- determines a playoff spot, a conference championship, the all-time record for conference wins in a season, and the Heisman Trophy. One game. Well, and also if the dynasty is dead or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's every week. I'm getting better. <laughs> not, it's died a new death. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones and Alabama play three and four Kentucky this weekend, Brad. They are 30 point home favorites. Do they cover? Yes. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it, it it's not going to be fair. This game, these kids have not played in what seems like a month. Uh, an and, eternity. You know, you got, <laughs> you got uh contact tracing gate going on, you know, to, <laughs> to try to, whatever you want to call that there. Uh, so these guys are pissed. They are ready to hit somebody. And I mean, it's, it's Kentucky. Did would, have, have you watched Kentucky this year? Uh, I, unfortunately for my eyeballs. Yeah, I have. And, and you know, the bad part is I thought Kentucky was going to be pretty good this year. They, they really shouldn't be as bad as they are. Yeah, uh, I don't see, know. That's what happens when you put confidence in a stoop. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Look, Kentucky beat, Maybe the worst Power 5 team in America, Vanderbilt, by three points last week. (laughs) They scored a total of 13 combined points in the two weeks before that. Uh, This is just not as good of a team as everyone, or at least I, thought 
coming into the season. It would not shock me if Alabama was flirting with that 30 points at the half, if I'm yeah. being honest. No, yeah, I, I, I would, I'd take that bet, too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and it makes it more astounding of how bad Georgia's offense is when that first half of that game Ugh. was just a dumpster fire. I mean, whatever the hell that band, you know, director, quarterback, you know, his name is, he could not do anything right. That's Stetson. Yeah, Stutson or whatever his name is, you know, it, it, that's just crazy. But I digress. I mean, it, it, again, there's going to be some bleeding blue, no doubt. Uh, the storyline that is already being brought up, Mac Jones was once committed to Kentucky. You think they could use Mac Jones right now? They could use Damian Harris, too, if he can. Oh, so. I think around June of, of that recruiting cycle is when he flipped to Alabama. It, mm-hmm. it was kind of out of nowhere. I yeah. don't know if you, you, you really remember like that day. It was, no, I do. It was such a lackluster you know, flip, yeah. it seemed like. Well, nobody expected it either. Like there, there wasn't chatter. We knew that Alabama liked Mac Jones before Tua committed, uh, and we knew that was there was a chance that if they missed on Tua, Mac Jones could be the guy that they they target. But I don't think that anybody thought a month after Tua commits to Alabama, they're going to give Mac Jones the green light to to flip. Yeah, I was over here getting you know Philip Ely jokes ready. Like <laughs> yeah, like I said, Alabama has Tua committed. Then randomly a month later, uh, a three-star quarterback from from Florida commits to them, and he he had some impressive camp performances at the time. Kentucky fans were distraught; they were not happy about it. Uh, so you knew Alabama was was getting a solid prospect at the time. I don't know that many of us thought he'd be in the Heisman race uh, a few years later. As a matter of fact, kind of like you were saying, I, I think had you polled our fan base people would have been a lot more likely to believe he'd eventually transfer after coming in the same class with Tua opposed to believing he, he'd do what he's doing now. Especially him, you know, by the time he enrolled, that's the uh, beginning of the transfer portal error. And uh, a lot of people do it now, and I don't blame them for most instances, but it, it just really it really solidifies the character and the the drive that Mac Jones has to prove not only to himself, but to others that I'm doing what I'm doing because I waited my time, but also where I'm doing it at as well and who I'm doing it after and consistently doing what he's doing. So it, it's just a hell of a story again. It's not as great as Jake Coker, but it's still a great story. <laughs> what is, I think if most people were being honest with themselves, and even even myself, I thought Mac Jones could have a good year. I thought he was a good player. I thought that Alabama can win with Mac Jones. Yeah. I also thought that there was a realistic chance that by this time of the year, Bryce Young might be starting. You and about the other 70% of the people that weren't posting Mac Jones memes. So Yeah. And then even coming into the season, I know we even talked about it. We thought he's going to ha- at least have a role. You know, they're going to have to carve some sort of role out for him just to either keep him happy and get him, get him acquainted, prepare for the future kind of thing. Mac Jones has been so good that there is there's no point. You can't you can't let somebody else play. <laughs> I mean, you really can't. Yeah, he had, uh, he had a couple throws against Missouri in the opener. And then, uh, well, yeah. you'll you'll see it again against the other Missouri, Kentucky. So. Most likely. I'm still, I'm telling you, I'm still holding out hope uh, you're going to have a pass over to uh, Young out in the flat. 
and uh, him do it. He'll be behind the line to where he can actually, you know, do kind of a throw. Julian Edelman, Tom Brady type play. Yeah, and, and really, I don't think that it has anything to do with uh, Bryce Young not meeting expectations or not being the prospect that we thought he was or anything like that. I, I just think it. it's literally just Mac Jones is playing so well that you cannot play anybody else. I'm going to tell you who's not playing so well. <laughs> who's that? And that's uh, five years ago, media love child, uh, your favorite head coach, Jim Harbaugh, and his uh, Wolverines. My you, goodness, you hate, you, you to, ha- see hate to see it. This is just, somebody bail these people out. This is uh, this is sad. He, I mean, he might get fired. No, there ain't a mite to it. He loses one, one or two more. Dude, they're talking <laughs> about it. You're looking real, realistically at a three-win season there. <sighs> This, and this is what pisses me off about all those little media bros for the last five years. They got so butthurt if you challenge their opinion about how Nick Saban's scared of him and these satellite camps. Now he's going to take over the college football landscape. And he, until his fourth year, didn't finish above third in his own division. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, no, shout out to Stay Woke with his uh, – just spot on part of the brand of uh, predicting five years ago that within five years, there's not anything else more sure in college football than the fact that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh will win a national championship. Isn't that your favorite part about all this is people bringing up all of the old quotes and old video clips of, of uh, Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd. Yes. Skip Bayless. uh, You know, it's sad that, this gives me more enjoyment and happiness and gratification on stuff like this than most anything else in this world. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's hysterical. It is what it is. I, you know, me, anybody that knows me knows that I enjoy watching Michigan lose every year that I get to add on to the, Oh, it's been seven full decades since their mm-hmm. cons- last consensus national championship is that what beautiful. I love it. We yep. anybody that's ever listened to this show knows exactly where I stand. Yep. All right. Well, this has been the Roll Bama Roll Podcast. Roll Tide.